Hello and welcome to the hot seat. We're here with Professor Tony Travers to discuss the outcome and implications of the general election. Thanks for joining us, Tony. Great, pleasure. When Theresa May called this general election, many were predicting a comfortable conservative majority. How did we end up with a hung parliament? Well, I'm sure that's a question that Mrs May and all her MPs ask themselves. Um, I mean, what happened is that clearly during the campaign, and the campaign influenced it, normally we say uh, general election campaigns don't have much influence. This time it looks as if it did. So the Conservatives' poor manifesto and their response to it, Labour's open, rather optimistic manifesto, take those two together and it's clear that towards the end of the campaign a lot of people returned to Labour from UKIP. There were uh, other younger people perhaps voting for Labour in bigger numbers, so it boosted Labour's vote share. And in fairness, the Conservatives, their vote share went up, but not enough to stop Labour gaining ground. So I think what happened is that in the end, uh, Labour's manifesto and offer of change and end of austerity proved more attractive than Theresa May's rather uh, miserablest, um, you know, austerity plus hard Brexit, or at least um, her Brexit offer. And so it was just that things changed during the campaign. How would a deal between the Conservative Party and the DUP work in practice when it comes to the day-to-day -day running of government? Is an arrangement workable in the long term? Well, the Democratic Unionists uh, have had uh, some form of relationship with the Conservatives over time. The Unionist tradition in Northern Ireland was originally linked to the Conservative Party. It was, you know, the Conservative and Unionist Party, as Mrs May uh, said uh, on Friday last week when she was speaking. So I don't think on um, broad policy issues that it's going to be that difficult. The problem will come when it's the negotiation of particular issues in relation to Northern Ireland and uh, the Brexit process and the sustaining of an open border between Northern Ireland and Ireland and also Northern Ireland's position when it comes to trading with the EU, particularly with the Republic of Ireland. So those issues, I think, will become more problematic as time goes on. In the short term, clearly there's going to be a deal about more capital investment in Northern Ireland, and I assume on issues such as the triple lock on pensions and other slightly more sort of centrist or centre-left policies that the DUP has alongside its own particular brand of social conservatism. Theresa May had hoped to strengthen her position through this election, but she now seems considerably weakened. Do you think the Conservatives will be looking to bring in a new leader? And if so, when? Well, the events of the last few days have suggested that the Conservatives are so afraid of accidentally triggering another general election uh, that they're going to keep Mrs May in place. This sort of suits the Brexiteers who definitely want her to stay. They see her as the potential agent of a harder Brexit. And it probably suits all other MPs in the Conservative Party because, as I say, they don't want to trigger, however accidentally, uh, a general election. A leadership contest wouldn't necessarily lead to a general election, but it could create instability that made a general election more likely. So she's in place for the time being. She'll have to face the Conservative Party conference if she's still leader then. 
But, you know, I think you have to ask, the question to ask is, will she be the leader who takes the Conservatives into the next general election? And personally, I think that's most unlikely. So then we're talking about how many months or years does she stay on, probably before she decides of her own volition to leave, rather than is she going to be leader for five years, if it is that long, probably not, uh, all the way through to the next election. The Labour Party exceeded many people's expectations in this election, and Jeremy Corbyn's position as leader seems to have been greatly strengthened. Are we going to see a more unified Labour Party? Well, we've already seen a more unified Labour Party. It's true there are privately uh, those on the momentum side of Labour who are rigorously attacking um, what they see as centrist uh, MPs who are anti-Corbyn. So there's quite a lot of that continuing uh, privately. And uh, on, the other side, on the other side, there are still people who are not very convinced by Jeremy Corbyn, who uh, would, I think will still agitate privately, if not publicly, for, his, um, to, for him to move on. But there we are, as Mr Blair used to say, probably not the right person to quote on this occasion, we are where we are, or they are where they are. And therefore I think that um, Labour is stuck with Jeremy Corbyn, full stop. And indeed, uh, the Momentumites are stuck with the Parliamentary Labour Party too. So they will have to find a way of accommodating each other, because they, like the Conservatives think, there might be another general election soon. And uh, Labour thinks that it's now got the magic ingredients to winning a general election. We don't know if that's true, but I think they'll have to stick together however much they don't really love each other. That's the members of the Parliamentary Labour Party and their leadership and momentum and see, I mean, each will learn from the other by common consent. The momentum um, campaign uh, on the internet was far more effective than the traditional campaigning done by the Conservative Party. So there are things for each side to learn from the other within the Labour family. So where does all this leave Brexit? Is the two-year negotiating deadline set in motion by Article 50 realistic? Well, you know, the Financial Times uh, uh, had an article um, very recently where Mr Barnier was quoted as saying, or I think he was quoted as saying, I can't negotiate with myself. Now, the difficulty that he and the EU face is that the British government is... which. It was never clear they had a particularly clear negotiating position, but insofar as they did have one, they've now got to recalibrate it before they start the process which is supposed to be next week. Now, I think probably something will start next week, but the difficulty that I think the government has is that it's got to keep a remarkably complex position um, going ahead without any risk of threats in Parliament to the government and its position, and that's going to be an hour-by-hour, day-by-day process. So uh, I think up till now we've seen delay, 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 but they can't go on delaying much longer. We're now, you know, seven weeks, is it, eight weeks nearly into the process, which is a two-year-long one, the Article 50 process, but where at the end of that there's a period where uh, our European ex-partners will be trying to agree amongst themselves whether they agree on what's been decided. So uh, I think that it's going to be complicated and actually quite difficult for the government. Remember, we haven't talked about the SNP and uh, the Scottish Conservatives. Scotland has a particular view on all of this. And 
uh, not only the SNP talking about working across party lines, the Scottish Conservatives are definitely not going to sign up to a hard Brexit, which would undermine their capacity to continue winning in Scotland. And finally, do you think there'll be another general election anytime soon? I think it's less likely that the next election will be in five years' time than it will be sooner. I mean, you know, we should all be a bit wary about making predictions ever again, actually. But uh, we just aim off for that complication. Uh, I think that another general election, possibly at the end of the negotiations over Brexit, perhaps that looks likely a break point. I don't know whether it would be about what had come out of it. But you can see about 18 months' time, and it depends on how long Conservative MPs have confidence in Mrs May, how long she feels she wants to stay. You know, she, there is a risk she'll be seen as in government but not in power. So there's those two things. And then there's the Conservatives' sense of whether they can really win an election. They are spooked by the thought that they've got Jeremy Corbyn quite close to Downing Street. And if they get the timing of the next election wrong, um, they could get him into Downing Street. One final thought, the Fixed-Term Parliament Act. That's a further constraint on the idea of Mrs May simply calling a general election. I mean, she would call one if she thought she could win it, but after doing that last time, I think she will be, or her successor will be, rather more cautious in trying to push over the Fixed-Term Parliament Act than hitherto. Lots of moving parts in all of this. Tony, thanks for joining us. Thank you.